are so many people in the world who just don't believe in themselves like they should. Uh, you know, why is that? What prevents, what prevents a person from being certain that their skill set is enough to get whatever the task at hand is done? Is it a traumatizing experience from their past? Is it a track record of a lack of success that leads them to believe that they have to be reassured on everything in order to feel good about themselves? How can it hurt them in the workplace? How can it hurt them in relationships? We'll discuss that and more on this episode of T2Q. All right. So let's go ahead and kick this thing off. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Think about it. My name is Quincy. And this is my show. The Talk to Q Radio Show. Call it over here. Hey Q, how are you? What up, what up? Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. Bad man posted some of the chat room that almost made me choke over here. My man Ray out there in New Jersey. Ray, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? No, I ain't telling you don't screw. Screwing's cool. Some women are down for it. Yeah. I said some, not all. This is a show that people are supposed to get their opinion and tell what they think. And I think it's offensive to say that a person who speaks well is trying to speak white. Is that it? What's going on, people? All right. I want to welcome all of you to another live edition of the Talk to Q radio show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. Okay, so we're discussing confidence, you know, not self-esteem, but confidence. Those are two different things. Self-esteem is how you feel about yourself and whether or not you feel worthy as a person. Confidence is how you feel about your ability to perform certain tasks. How does a person improve upon, you know, being more secure with their performance in the workplace and their performance in the dating world? That's what we're hoping to get into on this episode of T2Q. To the phone lines I go. Where do I want to start? From the 248 area code, the outskirts of the Motor City of Detroit, please welcome on the author, the show hostess, the show legend, Miss Crystal Hickerson. Chris, what's going on today? Hey, Q, how are you? I'm doing well. Glad to have you on. And I will go back to the phone line. From the 850 area code, the Emerald Coast line of Pensacola, Florida, making his way to the ring, the man in black, the Buckster. Buck, what's going on, bro? What's going on? Not too much, man. Glad to have you on. And um, the phone lines... Keep blowing up. Go see the doctor. From the 910 area code, 
from Tar Heel State of North Carolina. He plays a doctor on the radio. Please welcome Dr. Willis to the Talk to Q Radio Show. What's going on, man? What's up, Q, Buck, and uh, Crystal? And I got to say, I love Crystal's intro. It fits her. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, everyone. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> all right. And we got show legends crawling all over the place. From the 732 area code, the Garden State of New Jersey, please welcome on the show enforcer, Ray. Ray, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Q, Buck, Crystal, Bobby Willis? How y'all doing tonight? What's going on, man? What's up, Ray? We hanging in there. All right. right. It's a family affair. We'll go ahead and get started. And Crystal, I will start with you. Crystal, appearance goes a long way towards confidence. When it comes to a job, how does what you wear instill confidence? Is dressing for success a term people should take seriously when it comes to performing better within the workplace and building confidence, or is it just a myth? Well, um, for one thing, confidence really has nothing to do with what you're wearing, but because um, that's just it, it comes out no matter what you have on. Um, you can see it, okay. other people can feel it, and, and all of that. But, of course, yes, of course, dressing for the job. You know, they say dress for the job you want instead of the job that you have or that you're currently um, applying for. If you want to be CEO, then don't go and come in with jeans. So, you know, you dress for the job you want. So, yes, that can build confidence when you feel good. Um, it it kind of gives a credibility, you know, to add to what's already there. And um, but the confidence in your personality is what gonna is what's gonna get you, you know, through the door in in, in the door. So. Okay, so Ray, what do you think, man? Do you think that if a person lacks confidence, that maybe you know, kind of dressing a little better can give them a little confidence? Well, I think dressing good is is always good, but I mean, oh, if we're talking about a job, then. You know, it all depends on what you do for a living and who you have around you. You dress too nice. Now, people start, you know, with that, wow, how much money you're making and all that type of shit. So you have to kind of tone it down. But you're talking about dating. Oh, yeah, you look good. You feel good. You're ready to shoot your best shot if, if you got on your best attire. And then a lot of times if you're dating, a woman knows what you're about by simply, you know, how you dress and how you present yourself. Because a guy wear fake jewelry, I tell you something about it. You know what I mean? A lot of people may not think so, but it, it, it does. You know, he don't care what kind of shoes he got on his feet, it tell you something about him. So it's it's like that all goes hand in hand. Now, he might be a nice guy, he might be this, he might be that, but, you know, it says something about him. So, yeah, I think... Uh, how you dress can have a very positive effect on your confidence. Okay. And, yeah, I kind of follow on that line, too, because, like you said, I think people will perceive you a certain way if you don't dress, you know, if you're not sharp, if you're not crisp, you know, your clothes aren't crisp. I mean, they don't have to be expensive, but you got to look your best, you know. And um, so I I think that is very important uh, that people can – dress better and maybe get a little more attention and possibly that can build their confidence. And so, Buck, let me go to you and um, I'll get to the 
another this caller in just a second. Buck, let me go to you. How important is style when it comes to confidence in dating? Now, notice I didn't say wardrobe. I said style. Well, when it comes to style, I mean, you got to make sure that you have everything kind of in order. Um, you know, you got to. There's a way that you have to present yourself. When, you know, the way I came up, there was a way that you had to do things. When you went out, you had clothes that you wore out. There's clothes that you wear when you only wear at the house. And you know, you have to present yourself. You know, you don't have tattered clothes when you go somewhere. Not even to the bank. Not even to the gas station. That's the way I was raised. That's the way I was taught. And, you know, that's the way you're supposed to be. And if you, you know, it's got to be, you got to be on point with everything that you're doing. You want to look good. You want to smell good. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Well, let me get another woman's perspective on this. And you know what? I have not updated this recording yet. She's actually from the 73. She's actually from the 732 area code. Um, the 832 area code, the Garden <laughs> State of New Jersey. Please welcome on the voice of reason, Amanda, to the Top Speed Radio Show. Amanda, what's going on? <laughs> hey, Q. Hey, everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing well. Hey, Amanda, I'm going to try to get, Amanda. That, get that fixed. I'm going to try to get that fixed. That's my bad. She's not in Houston. <laughs> okay. She's in New Jersey. And so, Amanda, what do you think? How important is style? when it comes to confidence when dating? I think it's a, I think it's definitely um, very important. I mean, of course, you don't want to do anything that's above your means and, you know, trying to impress anybody, but you definitely want to present who you are um, as far as, you know, whatever your style is. But like, like Buck was saying, as far as dressing your best, so, you know, making sure your, you know, your clothes are clean, um, they're wrinkle-free, and then, of course, from there, whatever your style is, if you're a more athletic style, then do that. You know, don't go out wearing stilettos when you're going to be miserable all night if that's not your style. If that's what you do, then that's what you do. So I think you need to definitely be true to yourself because I believe your style um, also reflects who you are as a person. So sometimes maybe if you were to wear a particular outfit on a date with, you know, first or second date with someone, they may perceive you to be something you're not I'm not saying in a bad way like you're you know in a derogatory manner but you know it just may not be true to who you really are you know I'm out here dating Ray and I was like oh let me go buy this buy this Raiders jersey you know because I want to I want to impress him and then (laughs) we get to target football and I can't tell him the first thing then that's you know that makes me look bad so I think it's of course you know I think, like Buck said, having clean clothes, looking your best, that goes without saying no matter where you're going. But um, from there, you just you definitely want to represent yourself and make sure that your clothes are a reflection of your personality and who you are. Okay. Yeah, I think you'd come out better buying Ray the jersey. He'd feel better about that than you wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, Dr. Willis. What's the best way to over, overcome physical insecurities when it comes to dressing your best? You know, some people want to have a certain style, but their body just doesn't seem to allow for that. So how do you build the confidence when you don't feel like your body really kind of reflects how you really would like to feel? Well, I think um, 
I think this what I'm about to answer is uh probably goes in line with the last question too. I think that um, you know, back in the day it was probably just about style, but now I think you can't have style without character. So, you know, even if um you know what I'm saying you may not have the body, you know what I'm saying, for a particular style, you know what I'm saying, you may have the character for that style so you can pull it off. You know what I'm saying? So if let's say for instance if you know, you're a big guy, but you like, you know, the polka dot ties and things like that. Okay. You know, everybody else may think it's weird or, or, or crazy, but if you got the character to match that, then people going to think it's unique and they're going to think it's you. And that's what's going to set you apart from everybody else. So then now that you're setting yourself apart, they're not worried about how your body looks. They know that, oh, well, here come this funny guy or here come this, the life of the party or here come this guy that, you know, uh, everybody feel good around, whatever it may be. So if you got character, I think that trumps, you know, saying, um, you know, how you may look in a certain outfit to a certain extent. So you got, and like that, nowadays style, you can't have style without character. You you you, you can be dressed sharp all day long, but if you're a dud, nobody cares about how you're looking or what your what your you know dress is like. And I'm not saying you have to be outgoing or whatever, but it, whatever style that you have. Um, you know, slid yourself into that, that particular box, you you need to have the character to match. And I think that will uh, overcome any kind of uh, physical insecurities any day. Okay. So, in other words, what I heard you say was fat people are jolly. That's what I heard you say, fat people are jolly. I resent, I resent that, man. We're, we're the life of the party. We're characters. Yeah, I resent that, man. Let's see if I ever wear a polka dot tie around you. Man, that's anybody. <laughs> he just had a character. <laughs> so, Crystal, what do you think is the best way to overcome physical insecurities as a woman? You know, when it comes to dressing your part, you know, maybe you don't have that hourglass figure, but how can you still feel good about yourself? Well, um, again, I can repeat what I just said, is that um, confidence has absolutely nothing to do with what you have on. Um I have known, speaking of, like, you know, your body image or whatever, your your body type, um, first of all, you need to buy the clothes that fit your body type. Okay. There's <laughs> plenty of clothes out there. You know, just, you know, I mean, seriously. I mean, and I see many women who do not understand this, <laughs> and they are bigger girls, and they still wear a size two, and it's crazy. But I have known women and men in my life that are bigger people. I mean, they were, you know, night huge. Okay. Whatever, whatever you say, huge is, but they dressed amazing. And, um, every time I saw her and there was two women that I've, I've met, one was when I was younger and one, um, in the business world. And, um, I had to go up to her and she, you know, she's much larger than I am and say, where, where in the world do you get your clothes? You look amazing. And I hopefully, didn't take offense to it, but she just said, you know, I went, I go to this boutique They're specifically um, for uh, larger size women and it's a little more expensive, but it's quality clothes. And, you know, and then I was like, cool. I mean, she just looked amazing when you think that you have to be a certain size to look great. And it's the same thing for men. I mean, hell, look at DJ Khaled. This motherfucker has, he's huge, but he has like eye all over the place, just oozy out of him, and that's that's what I'm talking another about. It doesn't one. matter how. Yeah, another <laughs> one, huh? Yeah, work that out. But he, um, him, and any other larger size, really super skinny people, 
um, whatever. It doesn't matter what you look like. It's what's, what you bring out in the inside. And you can be fine, quote-unquote, on first glance, but then you start talking or whatever, and then you turn <laughs> people off because you don't know what you're saying. It's like, really? <laughs> or you're trying to play a role that's really not you. Um, so, but, you know, again, I clothes are important, yes. However, you know, um, you really need to work on what's inside and bring that out, that confidence out. And people will see it almost immediately, and they will, you know, kind of calm down and go, oh, okay, you're cool, or whatever, you know, so. All right. Get that swag off. Well, um, yeah. there used to be, um, there's something I believe, I believe it's something Buck used to say back in the day when he said, just because they make it in your size don't mean you need to you need to buy it. And so, yeah, you definitely have to know what works for you. Um, I got a peer in podcasting named Gunnar Matheson. She was a guest recently. She's a style coach and she hosts a podcast called Burn Your Leggings. If you people want to Google her, she can get you in the game and, you know, you can find what's right for you. And I mean, you don't have to be Halle Berry or Brad Pitt to be confident. There are a lot of ugly people with good-looking significant others because they had the confidence to get them. I mean, you can't always control your physical appearance. I mean, yeah, you can go to the gym, but, I mean, you can't work off ugly. You can have a six-pack ab and still look like a wildebeest chewing ice. But your clothes can help overcome that mug that you may have inherited from your parents. Look how many ugly dudes who dress sharp that have the baddest women. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. And... So, you know, you have to find your style because sometimes your clothing can reflect reflect your attitude. And speaking of attitude, Buck, let me go back to you. Can it also help to build your confidence by having a certain mindset? You know, does it go a long way towards building confidence if you say, you know what, I know I'm the I'm the man or for ladies, I know I'm the woman. Buck. Okay, he's pulling the buck on me. Let me go to you, Ray. Let me ask you, how does, you know, um, affirmations, I guess, go towards building your confidence when you feel like, hey, I'm the one? Well, I think you got to have a real real sense of confidence. Like a lot of people, they see things outrageous and it's just really not them. But you have to believe you're going you gonna to win. You're going to come out on top. If you somebody, you come into a situation and you feel like you're just glad to be there, I mean, when you have confidence, you have to have the right kind of confidence. Like, you got to put your best foot forward. Just like if you go in, you say, all right, just like any dude would say, if they get their hair cut, they got on new shoes, new clothes, everything, you're supposed to be ready to shoot your shot at anybody unless you Beyonce or somebody you know you ain't in that league, but any chick walking around here got a job just like you got one, you're supposed to be able to shoot your shot. But you have to have the right presentation. But if you come in and you looking like you just, you know, got off work at a supermarket, you hollering at a girl getting out of BMW or something, come on, man, you crazy, you serious? What can you do? But as far as you got a real sense of confidence, you say, hey, I'm coming up here right, and I know I got to come right because I see what she's working with or you've been seeing her in her place of business or whatever the case may be. So you have that confidence, 
because you coming up right. Now, she don't want you then. She ain't never going to want you because you presenting yourself with your best foot forward. And it's not always the clothes make the person, but it's about presentation. You want to put your best foot forward, and I think the best way to do that is to get sharp, whatever your style is. If you like suits and hard shoes or whatever the case may be, you want to have a quality suit. You want to have quality shoes. A lot of guys put on a suit and their whole outfit is $150. That ain't no good for somebody that you're trying to talk to that is a businesswoman or manager at a bank or whatever the case may be. You got to come right. But if you come in right, you got to be able to sustain that. Now, you say, oh, you got one outfit, then you go somewhere else. You ain't got another outfit to follow that outfit up. It's going to fall apart anyway. So it's just basically get your foot in the door, and you can take it from there. If they like you, then you can explain, well, exactly what you do, how you're trying to come up, and everything else. That's one thing. But presentation is what's going to get your foot in that door because most people out here, that's what they're looking for. At anyway, once in a while you get somebody, it really doesn't matter what you wear, you know, what you're driving and all that other kind of stuff. But for the most part, that's what people are looking at in the first place. That's why you got so many people living sideways. They got a Mercedes, but they living at home with their parents or something like that. That's why it goes that way. Okay. Interesting perspective. I don't, I don't know if I quite feel that way, though. I, I think, you know... I don't know. I feel like confidence goes a long way towards getting whatever you want. My my conversation kind of gets me in the door with a lot of people. But Dr. Willis, what do you think? Do you agree with Ray regarding that um, your presentation is everything? I mean, is that what's going to give you the confidence to maybe step to someone who might be from a shallow perspective, I guess, out of your league? Um, I mean, I, I, I guess he's not wrong because, I mean, you know what I'm saying, that, that could work for certain people. But um, I'm of the mindset, to be honest with you, I, I'm the type of person, I just my mindset is she's either going to reject me or not, and I'm just going to go for it. I mean, shit, I can be just getting off work and, you know, I got some work pants and a damn collar shirt. I, don't, I mean, it, it wouldn't matter to me if I see something I like and I don't think I'm here again. I'm just going to go for it. But, um you know your your confidence and 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 I think I think what he was saying kind of sort of uh, you know just revert reverberate back to what I was saying with the with the um uh, with the character situation. Like I said, I mean if you got if you got character, if you got confidence and stuff like that, that can get you a lot further than you know what I'm saying just trying to you know look a certain part to get to, you know, where you want to be. You got to have some kind of you got to have some kind of um, you know, moxie about yourself to where you believe in, in you and you think that you can, you know, get accomplish whatever goal that you got in front of you, whether it be a job, uh, someone of the opposite sex or whatever. So uh, I'm going to stick to what I was saying before. I think you got to have, you know, saying character to go along with all these other things. And I'm not saying, you know, saying just pretend or, you know, be somebody fake or whatever the case may be, because when you develop a style, you're developing a character anyway. You know what I'm saying? You you just have to, you know what I'm saying, sell that. You got to sell that style. You have to sell that, you know what I'm saying, that character. So uh, if it comes off authentic, then those are the ones who win. If it doesn't come off authentic or whatever the case may be, then those are the ones who need to go back to the drawing board and try again. Okay. All right. So 
Amanda, when when it, when it comes to someone who may not necessarily be the most confident person, how important is body language? How important is posture in their body language? You know, if they're looking at you in the eyes when they speak to you and things of that nature, is that something people who lack confidence need to work on? Definitely. Um, it's, and it's not, it doesn't come natural for someone who is lacking the confidence. Um, so they would probably need to practice in the mirror and just be conscious of it. Maybe a good friend can kind of work with them and say, hey, you know, I noticed, you know, uh, last time when you tried to walk up and talk to this guy or this girl that, you know, you didn't look them in the eye or you were kind of, you know, your shoulders were shrugging. You know, maybe somebody that loves them, a sibling or somebody can kind of work with them if they lack that confidence so that they can um you know, so that they can do better, because it does take practice, um, especially when it's not coming naturally to you. Okay, Buck, are you there? Biggity, biggity, Buck. All right, I'll go back yes, to Chris. I'm here. Oh, I'm here. there he is. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> and Buck, what do hey, you think about I, body I, language, I tried to, I was trying to, I think it's very important because you pick up on a lot of things when, when you, um, you know, when you're, you know, trying to get to know somebody, you're looking at their body language and you see how they're coming off to you, how they're communicating with you. It's either strong or it's not. And, um, you know, you pick up a lot of vibes that way. You, you know, basically you're going to find out whether the person is digging you or not. So body language is very, very important. And, you know, yeah, you got to stay on. You got to stay on your cues, just to make sure that everything goes right. All right. And so, Crystal, um, let's talk about getting back. Let's get back to the workplace for a second. And we talk about how um, in the workplace, you know, if you know your job inside and out, then you tend to maybe be more confident in in the, in the at the job. Um, knowledge is power. Is that a key component? when it comes to things like that in the workplace? I mean, can you be intimidated at your job if you feel like you know your job inside and out? You mean intimidated for not dressing correctly? Is that what you mean? No, no. I'm just talking about just the knowledge of, of your job. Like, can you, if you know your job inside and out, you know, the task at hand, mm-hmm. then can anyone make you feel intimidated if you're confident in what you do? Um, oh, sure. I mean, someone still can make you feel intimidated because, um, or, um, the feeling of, um, they're here to take something that I think is mine or maybe to take a promotion. Um, you know, uh, because that happens a lot in the workplace. It has absolutely nothing to do, um, with how much you know or how great you are in your job. I mean, we've all seen that in, um, in our workplace where you look at, someone who happens to be your boss or has a higher level and you're like, wow, like who did you sleep with? <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Right. right. But, but they have the, they have the position. Um, and yeah. And there's plenty of people that we know in our, in our roles that do well and you know, and usually the receptionist <laughs> who knows everything <laughs> and, and um, she can help you out, but you know, she's working, you know, in a quote unquote lower position. But you know she can run the show probably without most of the people there. But um, 
But, you know, yeah, that builds, of course, builds confidence. You should always be learning in your field. You should always be, you know, taking, especially now where you can just get online and maybe take some courses and things like that that are free um, just to kind of, you know, bring up um, more of the knowledge of what's happening right now in your field and what's coming so you can be, you know, ready for it. You know, when you're in the meetings and things and, they, you know, executives are talking about new things that are coming, you're like, yeah, I, I know about that because, you know, I, I read about that in, you know, our professional journal that, you know, that is out there. It has nothing to do with the company. It has to do with the, the field that you're in. So that can build confidence when you, the more you know, you know, but that's that's on you to figure out, um, to you know, to keep yourself up when it comes to yeah. uh, what's going on to do the research. So, so yeah, you, um, you can't feel intimidated, but, you know, the thing about intimidation and those kinds of, of feelings when they come to you personally, that's your cue to figure out, well, then what, um, what should I be doing? What should I be working on? Why, why do I feel intimidated by this person? What is it about them? Because usually that means there's something about them that you would like to have. Um, it, it has less to do with them and, and more to do with you, what's going on inside of you. Maybe they dress better or maybe better. I mean, I don't know. Whatever it is, maybe they have a better position, a better office, or hell, a better family life. You don't know. Um, so what is it that you're envious of or whatever? That's probably what you should be working on within yourself. Why do you feel that way? So we're always growing. We're always learning, and and that's one key to understanding what you need to work on. So. Okay. And All right. And so, Amanda, let's talk about knowledge in the dating world. I mean, how important is it to kind of be well-versed in certain things? I mean, you know, could a guy approach you back in the day if he only knew sports center and family guy? I mean, does he have to be kind of well-rounded in order to keep you occupied? Um, I would definitely want him to be well-rounded, um, but it would also, more so than what he knows, it's, it would be what is he receptive to for me to show him, like being receptive to each other. I like this. And he's really into it because I'm into it and um, picks up a curiosity from there. Uh, that would be something that that would matter more to me than him already maybe knowing the subject. I mean, that's always good, but mm-hmm. uh, versatility is important. You have to you have to have something to to keep the relationship going. So, and typically, someone who's only into you know this and that, whatever it is, it's you know, if they're very one-dimensional, it's not it's not really a turn-on for me. Um, but, again, that may have been mainly what he's exposed to or what he's used to. Maybe I can show him something different, and he can kind of get out of his comfort zone. So I would, if, as long as he shows interest in something else, I think I could, I could be open-minded as well. Okay. I mean, I think guys have to kind of practice. I can't speak for women, but I think guys have to practice. Um, you know, having knowledge can go a long way towards being able to maintain a conversation. If you're in a bar and you want to meet a woman and you step up and you got one line and after she responds, you, you have nothing. You you don't know where to go. And I think being knowledgeable, being aware um, can help you navigate those situations and maybe help you keep a little more attention. And I mean, Dr. Willis, let me get a guy's perspective on that. Do you agree? Another guy's perspective. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that uh, you definitely want to be well-versed or, you know, 
well, you know, you don't even really have to be well versed. You just have to, you know, more than one, you know, thing. You know, saying, um, you know, before you go out, you know, look at the news and see what's what's going on around the world, current events, or something like that, or you know, saying, just just have something that you can fall back on once you get that high. How was your day? And you know, whatever other you know you know, um, standard greeting that you have, you know what I'm saying? Once you get that out of the way, you need to have something else that you can um, go to if, you know what I'm saying, your partner or your, another person that you're meeting or, you know, dating or whatever the case may be, um, you know, don't have anything to, uh, you know, direct the conversation either. So uh, it, it's it's good to to have something in your back pocket to talk about. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm definitely in agreement with, uh, you know, what, what, what was said. With you and Amanda, actually. Okay. So, last question about confidence, and then I have another topic I want to bring up before we shut down. Uh, Ray, is there a such thing as a confidence role model? Can you be around someone who's confident, who's confident, and have it rub off on you? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I think if you get somebody that's um that's confident and sure of himself. That's just like learning anything else. You eventually can pick up on it. I think you have to pay attention, and I think you have to do what fits you. You can't actually act out confidence because somebody's actually going to be able to see that you are acting, or if they talk to you long enough, they're going to know that you was just full of shit off the top versus, <laughs> you know, just, you know, like I, I never really believe in 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 lines. Even when you when you're talking to somebody, you just 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 keep it real. If you keep it real, that realness brings somebody to their comfort level. You know, hey, you know, if you don't like something I said, well, it's nothing that I really could do about that because that is me. You know, and you don't have to really have to be as nervous. If you just be yourself, if yourself is being all wrong, then they're the wrong person for you anyway. So it's kind of like whatever you think or whatever you uh, do, I think the best thing you can do is take something from somebody else that you lack. And then if you can make it your own, then you use it. If you can't make it your own, then you don't use it. Like you get some people, by the reason that they come from, they talk a certain way. I mean, using slang words and all that shit. I mean, if it ain't what you would normally do, don't do that. And think when somebody sees that you're authentic, either they got two choices. They can respect it or they cannot respect it. If they don't like it, then, you know, it might be they lost or it wasn't meant to be or whatever the case may be. But at least you put your foot forward to be who you were. You want the person to recognize who you are no matter what it is. So they're not getting something that you presented, but then you're not that. So I think people could respect that more. Okay. And, Buck, what do you think? Can you have a confidence role model, someone that kind of rubs off on you and makes you better? Oh, I think so. I mean, you if you hang around good and to have confidence, yeah, I think it'll rub off on you because I mean, that's it's just like the old saying goes. I mean, you look at some of these, you look some some people that hang out together. They don't look like they actually match. They actually go together, um, friends or whatnot. 
And you go like, man, you know, and you can see the, you know, we can go back to, you know, looking at the body language and looking at looking at them, and they all look like they're kind of down in the dumps. But then you see your group of guys. I can use us, for example. Uh, I know when we used to hang out, people just always gravitated to us because we had that confidence. We had that, I mean, and we could feed off each other. And it was just certain things that, you know, people just picked up on. They're like, man, these guys got it all going on, you know, and you, you just, you know, just had to, everything just kind of flowed the way it needed to flow. We didn't have no issues. We could have whatever we wanted, when we wanted, how we wanted. And, I mean, you could just see it. So, yeah, I think a role model does help. All right. All right. Okay. Well, um, we're going to take a break. And when I come back, I got one quick topic for you. And then we'll get into our final thoughts. But uh, I'm going to drop this track by the homie True Speech. You got to decide whether you're a wolf or a sheep. service called HBO Max and they show you know they have a bunch of different titles classic movies and things of that nature one of their movies is Gone with the Wind now Gone with the Wind which I think was made back in what like 1939 or something um, it doesn't depict black people in a very flattering light okay the slaves seem to be happy to be working there and they you know come off as being incompetent and that upset a lot of people to the point that HBO pulled the pulled the movie from their service temporarily, and they placed it back on there, I think, this week with a four-minute disclaimer, if I'm not mistaken, at the beginning of the uh, movie that kind of explains, I guess, the era and, you know, and why people um, 
depicted the black people the way they did back then. And then there's like a one hour special or something you can watch after the movie. And so Crystal, let me get your opinion on that. Is that doing too much? I mean, um, do we have to have disclaimers in front of movies to explain why maybe a group of people were depicted a certain way? Okay. Well, first of all, I'm sure that they, everything is um, right now is hypersensitive and they're just trying to get you know ahead of the game, <laughs> I guess, before anyone um, comes out and does something. But, you know, you, we don't see disclaimer movies in front of serial killer um, movies and we don't see disclaimers in front of um, rape and, and molestation and, and my God, I can think of a you know a couple of movies that are talking about um, um, you know rape of children and, and who are 15 by men and women. So I, I guess it just right now, since everything is so tense right now, they are doing that. So you know, there it is. Regarding the movie itself, I I, I personally love the movie. Okay, and I know when it was depicted. It was, you know, of course it came out in the 1940s, but it was about the antebellum of um, of the South. And it was yeah, Gone with the Wind. Yeah, Gone with the Wind was literally um, the, in the title. And that's what they're talking about. They're talking about how all of this is, is over. It's, you know, it's, you know, a lot of these things um, that the main character, Scarlett O'Hara, you know, she was kind of the catalyst of or the the caricature of the theme of the whole movie of how you're going to have to go from this life of luxury on the backs of blacks and, you know, this type of, of way of life. And that the way of life is over and you are going to have to, um, you know, work your way up all over again and start from nothing. And that's, excuse me, that's exactly what she did in this movie. And I like it because it's about a, the, the main characters are very strong woman who goes from a child in, into um, womanhood the best way she could, and it wasn't always great. But um, the depiction of the blacks in that movie, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it, I mean, what else were they? They were slaves. Okay? I mean, that's what was happening. And um, it's hard for a lot of blacks and people to look at. That's a problem. People don't want to look at what was actually happening. And as far as them being happy, all of the Slaves weren't happy in the movie. I mean, they weren't. I mean, and the, there was only a few main characters um, in the movie that were black that would stay through the whole thing. And you think about it, how else would they act? This was their life. They were in the house. They weren't, you know, a lot of, they didn't portray a lot of the the um, the ones who were in the field. So, but anyway, the, the movie wasn't about, I mean, I'm glad they didn't, dip, you know, just didn't have them at all. That that's not reality. And um, I mean, you have to look at the movie for what it was. And but I don't know. I mean, I like the movie. I have it. I own it. So they don't have to ever show it because I have it. You know, if I want to watch it, I just watch it. Uh, I thought Vivian Lee did very good in this movie. I thought she also did good in in, in other movies that came out. Um, talking about the South and in, in, in the kind of the end of it. You know, she did another movie, um, what was it, The Streetcar Named Desire. That's a movie about a woman who um, came from the South and how she lost everything. Her family lost everything. And he had, this is a new world, you know, um, with Marlon Brando and you know, the, the woman portraying her sister and how she had to move out of that life into another world. So it is what it is, people. And it, it did happen. 
And that's what we have to face, not just blacks, whites, uh, or not just whites. Actually, blacks need to face this too. It happens. And, and it's, it's, not, it's a part of our history that, I'm sorry, you cannot just say it didn't happen. And I don't want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it. You just jump from Africa to now. That's ridiculous. It happened, and we need to deal with that, and we need to honor it. Um, so, so, I mean, so you can't, I think the sensitivity is the fact that we don't want to deal with it. Nobody wants to deal with this big elephant in the room of slavery. So now, now this, and this is why we're having protests and everything, because no one wants to deal with what actually happened. So, so do we, to answer your question, no. I, I think it is, yeah, I think it's a little overblown. Um, I think people should, okay. you know, research their history. So, yeah, you should do that. All right. Um, to the phone lines I go. There's another show legend who's calling in. From the 601 area code, my hometown of Jackson, Mississippi, let me welcome on the man, the myth, the original show legend, the Minister of Sexual Affairs, Eminem was shaking. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? What's going on, Eminem? So I'll give oh, you this man. question. Gone uh, um, with the Wind uh, was pulled temporarily from HBO Max streaming service and they put it back on the air, but they have a disclaimer at the beginning of the movie that kind of, I guess, apologizes for how the black people were depicted in the movie. What's your take mm-hmm. on that? Do you think that's necessary, or do you think that's a little overdone? Well, as, as, as pro-black as I am, all of any, see, like, to me, anything with, with art is overdone. Like, like it's, it's one thing to... Uh, it's one thing to try to protect people like kids and all that, and I understand, and, and certain images, but, I mean, a movie that was wrote at a certain time, I, I look at it like this. To me, that stuff is needed because as each generation comes and we get farther and farther away from that, people need to see what stuff used to look like, Not not to say, you support it, but people need to say, okay, so that's why they sensitive about this. This how, this is how, when their grandparents watch TV, this is the when they did see somebody black, they doing this. And, see, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's more like an educational tool, um, and something like that. You have a choice. Now, I mean, I don't know a lot of people that watch Gone to the Wind anyway, but at the same time, you shouldn't change everything. When it comes to like art type stuff, like you know, like TV and uh, radio and stuff like that, it's just like it's it's part of history. It, it, that's what it is. It, it's nothing that's mandated. It's mm-hmm. nothing that everybody has to see, but it's it's part of history. It's like you can't you can't run from history. Like it's no different than studying. Um, okay, I use how can you study World War One or World War Two? And not see images of a, a Nazi flag or something. I'm saying like it's certain things you just can't get away from. So how can you explain or a, a teach a child or anybody who's interested what it used to be like, or, or or show somebody how roles of black people evolved without showing those roles in full character, the way it was, you know, um, from from you know from. Paul Roby all the way down to now Denzel Washington, 
you know, you can look at movies every five years and see how uh, things have progressed for the better, for the most part. And then when you got people like uh, a guy who never gets a lot of credit, like uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Melvin Van Peebles, uh, and a lot of other people who wrote the you know, Black Exploitation Flicks and Mario, Mario Van Peoples, right? That's my bad, my bad. You know, from Robert Townsend, of course Spike Lee. You know, even in the early nineties, Maddie Rich. I mean, saying like you, you, you have to leave certain things alone just to show where you you advance from. You see what I'm saying? You can't take scenes out of original works and try to explain well. Actually, you can't see it, but this is what used to be there. Let let the shit go the way it is, and and then people can see kind of like how far we came. It's not to leave it alone to say you support it or relish in it, but it's 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 a teaching tool. You know, it's it's, it's what it is. You know, it's no different than than a kid looking at a uh, a the cartoon version of Prince of Egypt. It's like, hey, you know, let my people go. I mean, how you gonna? depict certain stories without showing things a certain way. It might not be the most positive light, but that's what it is. Okay. All right. And um, I had a caller from the 512 area code, which is, I think, the Louisville, Kentucky area, but he dropped off. He was um, a guy named Freddie who was speaking about um, how the slaves were depicted, and he didn't think it was all that bad, but I guess he kind of lost his courage. Um. So we'll go ahead and wrap things up, and you all will get an opportunity to, for those who haven't spoken about it yet, you'll get an opportunity to speak about your opinion as far as if going down with the wind, um, having a disclaimer was a knee-jerk reaction um, to all the stuff that's been going on. I mean, there's another video that came, that's been circulating over the last 24 hours of, of a young brother in Aurora, Colorado, and forgive me for not remembering his name. I think it's Elijah. I can't think of his last name. And um, he was taken down by cops, put in a chokehold, and he ultimately went into cardiac arrest and died. And so, I mean, that stuff is just going on. That happened last August, and it's just now hitting the news. So I, I, I don't know if Gone with the Wind is kind of reacting to all of the injustice that's popping up on the news or what, but um, it seems like a little much in my opinion, but we'll go ahead and get to our final thoughts, um, talk about confidence. And um, Crystal, I'll go ahead and start with you about, you know, what do you think a person can do to build their confidence? What what would Crystal suggest? <laughs> what would Crystal do? <laughs> um, first of all, um, the name of the young man was Elijah McLean. Going okay, around. thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, regarding confidence, um, my, my first thing would be, or the only thing really, is to be yourself, whatever that is. If you are super nerdy, you know, and um, I was going to say play video games, but video games are kind of cool now because, you know, people are making money. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, and there's, well, there's a, um actual example right there. Here's some guys and girls or whatever. They decided I'm going to play video games for the rest of my life. Screw you, Mom. And um, guess what? Now I have a, I'm have a millionaire. Screw you, Mom. So, you know, they can continue on. I mean, they just say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be myself. 
So whatever it is, I think that's where your real confidence comes from, is just being who you are. I mean, it, whatever that is. I've always been that way. And um, since I was, a, you know, a little girl growing up, I mean, I've always, like, screw you. I mean, this is who I am. You don't like it? You know, deal with it. And I've never had an issue. And I've always, sometimes I've been surprised. I'm like, wow, you want to be a part of my club? Okay. <laughs> you know, all right, let's do it. But that is um, really what it's all about. Because even if you try put on nice clothes or to you think, okay, I want to look like this guy in the magazine or on TV or whatever, or the, girl, or the guy next to you who has a girl, she's not with him because he happens to have all nice clothes. <laughs> I mean, she's with him. You know, you ask any of those women, you grab them and say, hey, why are you with this guy? He's ugly. He's like, well, you know, he got a lot of money and he's, you know, he's got some swag to him. I mean, that's that's really what it is. It, it's it's confidence. It oozes out and it, sometimes it oozes into sexuality. And that's, you know, there's so many different types of that. But the bottom Absolutely. line is if you are who you are, that is recognizable and is not only refreshing to see, um, it is something that is admired, and you know that. I mean, that to me, that's it. Just, um, just be yourself. Be happy in who you are, and guess what? You will attract the people that you are supposed to attract. Because you know, you can be, try to be somebody else, but guess what? You're going to be around people you don't even like <laughs> because it's not really who you are. And people won't accept you because they'll just say, you know what? You know, he's fake. She's fake. I know she's fake. And you know. That's where that comes from because they know you're lying about, you know, you, you can tell, you can sense it. So just be who you are. All right. Sounds good. And, uh, yes, swag definitely makes a difference. I mean, it's a reason why Flavor Flav has like seven kids. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I mean. Okay, I take back everything I just said. <laughs> <laughs> thoughts, man. How do you build confidence? You know, How does it, a buster it, help somebody build confidence? Man, for me, man, it's just you got to have a positive attitude first. That goes a long way. Because you're always negative, you're not going to be confident. So, it starts with having a positive, positive attitude regardless to what happens. Whether it's, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, you got to be positive about it. Stay calm. I mean, calmness in the middle of a storm is also something that I use um, to keep my confidence high. Um, because I mean, if you lose control, it's just it's just bad. So I agree. You're always positive. If you if you're positive and can weather the storm, I mean, that's going to build your confidence. And especially if it's something that you know going through, you've gone through, or seen somebody else go through. You know, you'll know how to navigate through it, and it, you know it'll it help you in all situations, not just you know. It helps in all situations, so you know. And I don't back down from anything, so I don't run from anything. I kind of, I just, I just hit it straight forward. I don't care how bad it is or how good it is. I'm just gonna hit it straight on. I don't run, so that builds my confidence too. So. You know, and but the the biggest problem confidence builder for me is tell me something that I, you, if you tell me I can't do it, I'm gonna show you I can. You know, so that's just the way I do things. So 
you know, that's that's how my confidence is built. And, you know, I'm very, very – it's hard to shake. You know, it's hard to shake it. You know, I might get pushed in the corner, but I'm coming out swinging and I'm, I'm usually winning. So that's just the way it is. But, you know, everybody has their own way of, their own way of doing things and building their confidence the way they need to build it. Um, but as far as the um, – what's going on with the uh, Gone with the Wind and HBO Max, man, I tell you what, I mean, we're living in a time where it's like you can't be free. Um, and what I mean by that is is that certain things just used to just roll off the bat and we just let it go. We didn't let it bother us. But now, and you know, everything bothers us. And it's all, you know, we're, we're not sharing, you're not, you know, loving one another. And just, you know, you don't have a right to your opinion. That almost seems like. And, you know, that's not, you know, that's not the way it should be. We should be able to, you know, accept each other's differences and move forward. You know, I don't give a damn if you're Republican, Democrat, whatever. You know, whatever you like, that's good. That's what makes you, you. But I'm not going to lose friends over it, you know. We all unique and we all make choices and we all have things that we we like and we dislike. But that's what makes us unique and different, and we should be able to get along with that. And somewhere along the line, we, we've kind of dropped the ball a little bit. So we dropped the ball a lot, not a little. So we need to kind of get back to that and be able to accept each other's differences and be able to live in harmony, you know, and everything is bothering everybody right now. And this is kind of weird to see, but anyway, great show. Glad to have everybody on tonight. It's awesome to have all the fam on and hearing everybody and everybody stay safe and enjoy the rest of your evening, the rest of your week. Thank you very much, sir. Dr. Willis. Hey, um, so as far as um, building confidence, uh, I've always had it, to be honest with you. Uh, so what I what I try to do, I always try to mentor, um, you know, those who, who lack it. And, you know, I'm not going to say my method will work for everybody, but, you know, it depends on, like, what circumstances I am. So let's say, for instance, uh, like when I was in the Marine Corps with my homeboy, I used to take him with me. You know, we would go out, and I would just talk to girls, show him, you know what I'm saying, how, how I did things. And then I would purposely butcher an introduction or something just so I can get this to show him that, hey, you can't let it affect you either. And the more he rolled with me, the more he started to see. And then we started, then I started making it a game with him. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I, I snatched his imaginary card and be like, hey, I got your player card. In order to get it back, you need to go holler at that chick right there. You know, just doing stuff like that. And because it was, you know what I'm saying, it was, it was lighthearted, it was fun and things like that. You know what I'm saying? He... He caught on, and now I can't even tell dude. <laughs> you know, I can't tell him shit now. But um, you know, but that that helped him break out of his shell. Now with my son, a different environment, just teaching him, you know, how to speak to women in general, and not just trying to pick up women. We, I, I used to take him to Hooters. You know, saying he was sixteen, you know, seventeen around that age, and I would talk with the ladies in, in, in Hooters and stuff, and then, like, I excuse myself to go to the restroom, and then I'll, you know, pull one of them aside and say, hey, this is what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. So if my son talk to you, you know what I'm saying, blah, blah, blah. You know, and so when he started talking to them and and they reciprocated, it made him feel, you know, more confident. And so I used to, you know, break him out of his shell with that, and it, wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with picking up women. It was just a matter of just learning how to talk to them. So 
I think if you got the confidence, you know what I'm saying, you know, help somebody out, you know, mentor somebody who may not, you know, um, um, have that, you know, have that swag or that confidence that you may have. Now, a lot of folks aren't going to come out and say, hey, I need you to show me how, how you do that or whatever the case may be, but there are people who will. So that's, that's how I, um, I was able to uh, help a lot of folks with their situation. As far as the Netflix thing, um, yeah, I think we are getting to the point right now where, you know, probably the next 10 to 15 years, man, gradually these people are going to be, you know, hiding their statues and, you know, removing the stuff from the history books. And, and then, you know, in a decade or two, we're going to hear, oh, slavery never happened. And then we're going to be like, yes, it did, and we'll prove it. Because, you know, we're we're complaining about every single thing. So, you know, it's it's a part of the history. It need to be there. Um, it need to be taught truthfully. So um, I think that that, you know what I'm saying, that's where we can come in and, and kind of make the story right on what actually happened and have some black historians to, you know, set the uh, record straight. But to just get upset and want to remove every single thing because we're offended, I think sometimes we pick the wrong battles. Um, that's not where we need to have our fight at. Our fight needs to go to legislature, to Congress, to city hall, to you know these places, instead of you know you know writing and 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 you know so getting on social media talking about some freaking studio you know that make movies or or some program that you know shows the air these movies and things like that. So I think we need to um, collectively get our heads together and come up with a strategy because right now that what we have. We're we're probably as close as we were ever you know we've ever been in terms of having real dialogue about how we move forward, even dialogue about reparations and stuff. And I think that we're squandering this this opportunity with petty stuff. And so, you know, you know we need our you know Malcolm X and now Mark Marcus Garvey and all these people to stand up and say, hey, look, you know, this is what we need to do. Have people rally behind that and then take our you know saying our plight. To those, you know that 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 we can force to listen, or you know, saying who are willing to listen, and go from there. Um, and I think that pretty much covers everything that I can remember. So, you know, great show tonight. Uh, it was good to have all the legends on and listening to their perspectives as always. And I enjoyed the show, Q. All right, I appreciate it, Dr. Willis, as always. And really quick, I'm going to go to the 647 area code, the T-Dot up there in Toronto. Got a caller going from the chat room to the phone lines. Caller, what's your name? My name is Patrick. How are you doing this evening? Patrick, what's going on? Talk to me, Patrick. What you got? <laughs> uh, as far as confidence, it was a great discussion tonight. Um, I think number one, and it's probably already been mentioned since I caught the show late, Um you know, confidence and building confidence is a little different in men than, than women. And I think um, <clears throat> someone who does not have confidence, it's hard to hide. Um, whether you're on the phone, whether you're in person, you know, if a, if a, if a young man doesn't have confidence, it's easily picked up and recognized. Um, not only by other men, but definitely by women, of course. Um, there's a lot of ways to build it, um, to build confidence, you know, uh, you know, I had a, uh, a good friend of mine who used to be very, very thin and he made up his mind that he was going to get in incredible shape, you know, and for him, that helped him Uh to build confidence. 
And one of the things that confidence seems to do is it seems to help you find out who you are and what you're capable of. Um, for men, usually, we have to we, – we, we need a win. If you, don't, if you don't have natural confidence, you need to get some wins. You need to do something. You need to conquer something. You need to conquer a Absolutely. demon. You need to – you got to do something. You need a win. And then when you get that win, you, have, you get another win. And it's amazing the transformation you see in males when they actually get confidence. It's, it's a whole other thing. They start to know more of who they are, and they start to know of what they're worth. Isn't this? It's, you know, it's um, there's a, a, a this thing that's going on with young men where they're abstaining from sex and seeing how long that they can do it. They're doing six months, a year, whatever. And these are young men that are turning girls down left and right, turning women down left and right, and to try to see to see if they can do this. And one of the they're giving their the, the results of you know like their 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 one month results, the three months results, you know six months if they make it that long, and you know some giving right. year results. And one of the things that's common amongst all of them, they said that. It's almost like they feel like they have a, a different power because they know more what they were. They don't have to accept any old offer. They're like, nah, nope. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're the ones now that are right, rejecting. Right, they right. they have full control over themselves, and they said it's an amazing feeling. And they all talk about, you know, now I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm, I, you know, no. How about no? I'm not doing that right now. You know, this is, instead of me, you know, with my tongue hanging out of my mouth and drooling, I'm saying, eh, no. I'm trying to do something. You know, and that gives them incredible power and it gives them confidence. And they said, you know, for some of these young men, they said even when they stopped and they got back into the, they didn't resume and behave the same way that they had before they had started this challenge. They acted differently. They were more discerning. They would turn down women more for for dates and stuff. They just saying, eh, no, you know, like you know, they were they were very discerning on who they would go out with, who they would spend their time with. And if they were, and if some of them said that if they slipped, and they they you know they did something you know just in the heat of passion with somebody, they were like, they felt bad afterwards. They were like, man, I fell off my square. Like I'm only you know because now I'm only gonna do this when it. It's with the right person. Like, it's, I think the person is deserved. So there's a lot of ways for, to, to get confidence. But when you get it, you know who you are and you know your value and you know your worth and you behave differently as a result. So that's my okay. contribution to the conversation. Man, great call, Patrick. I appreciate that, man. Glad you were able to get in um, here and give that um Shout out to all the folks out there in the T-Dot, and I got a few listeners up there, and such a beautiful city up there. I've been to the Scarborough area. It's really nice. But um, thanks for calling. And so, let's see. Let me go to Eminem. Yeah, man. Great show. I uh, hate I got in on it late, but uh, great show as always. I already spoke on some of the stuff about the censorship, and I'm an artist, so I don't believe in censorship at all. You know, as long as you don't infringe on somebody, force them to see your stuff or your product, I don't give a shit. Because that, that, you know, because eventually it's going to hurt me in the long run. Because like I say, I'm an artist. 
Um, but as far as the the confidence, I love what the brother said, specifying about males and stuff. And I I, I definitely love what uh, Crystal so eloquently broke down when it comes to confidence as far as, like, being yourself. Now, confidence runs in three phases. The first phase is normally the first phase everybody go through is when, when, when you're pretty much gender neutral. And I ain't talking about none of this rainbow stuff. I'm saying, like, before boys and girls go through puberty, the first thing you learn is um, you start seeing it kind of distinguished kids that learn how to ride a bike. Uh, if you can learn before me, then I might feel some kind of way. Or the kids that master the ABCs first. So as you started developing motor skills and basic, you know, basics, you know, first early years of learning and, and your normal development, that's that's where your confidence and self-esteem come from before it comes from anywhere. Uh, now, then you had a second phase, which is after puberty, and this is what I recommend uh, specifically. It works for girls too, but I just kind of focus on boys and not necessarily just black males, but just males, period. Sports, sports and and or martial arts does more more for boys' self-esteem than pretty much anything. And, and under sports, it don't necessarily have to be a team sport. That could be, you know, weightlifting and, and uh, uh, bowling or whatever. And, and it's kind of like uh, you learn real quick. Because, you know, y- y'all know how it is when you're a male growing up. You know, it's kind of like a dog-eat-dog where you're vying for attention of a girl or whatever. And a lot of times there's no blueprint for that kind of stuff. But once you figure out, like, damn, man, this kid right here is so much taller than me, he already dunking. So me instead of dunking, you know, take a look at what you do good. It's like, well, shit, man. You can drop better than anybody in the whole school, so you 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 get you get their attention by doing what you do best. You know, kind of like uh, um, one thing that I always admired so much about Michael Jordan. One of his main strategies on the court was he's a great player and all that, but the greatest player and all that. But one thing he did, probably better than anybody, he mastered doing what he does best versus what you do the worst. So it makes him look even better. So I kind of started, you know, focusing on that kind of stuff. And I think, it, you know, it helps uh, young people out. And as far as, you know, dating, I mean, uh, especially when you're talking about early courtship, hey, be yourself. Don't mess around and try to impress somebody. If, if you quote Shakespeare, man, let that be your, your, your hook line. You know, kind of like, uh, what's that damn movie, uh, Lorenz Tate was in years ago, uh, ooh, Love Jones or something. I Love mean, Jones, yeah. You're doing it like that. Love you do it Jones. like that. You know, everybody can't be mad, dog. You know, everybody can't be neck bone. Stop, stop getting killed out here for these hoes, man. You know, do you. Um, and then, now the last phase, now this is what's real funny, because this is what makes you really look at people, people who try to show out for people that's grown. And, um, you know, and you'll see guys, you know, 35, 40 years old doing something for the first time to try to impress somebody. Look, man, all that impressing stuff, that's high school. But you you supposed to, your self-esteem as a grown person come from two things. If you're a man, it comes from working, 
and and having your own shit. You know, don't live off no woman and stuff. Just be a man. You know, everything pretty much gonna fall in line. Just be a damn man. You know, and as far as people who are uh, uh, who try to get on your skin, I kind of like the way Buck kind of broke it down. I can't really paraphrase what he said, but it's basically like you know. Stay positive and keep moving. And it's one thing that uh, Q posted I think that was great. I don't know if you done, he done wrote something on it yet, but I remember he posted on his uh, on one of his Facebook pages months ago. It was just like I think it was something like uh, comparing women to men when it comes to, I don't know if it had something to do with attention or what it was into, but anyway, it's, Q helped me out because I can't remember exactly what I'm saying. But I, 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 I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, it, it 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 went kind of like something like, basically, you know, women are worried about you, but the dude, but basically, if if you got something to occupy your time, you ain't just worried about somebody all the time. Like, you you're not just all. Oh, I know what you're like talking that. about. It says women. Uh, it was something about women give themselves to men completely, and they don't they don't have a life. They lose them, they right. themselves. Right. That's to what men. it was. That, that, that's what it was. And I, I think that that's a lot of stuff that uh, a lot of men, you know, need to start focusing on. Man, what what is it that you do? You build race cars or whatever? Man, fuck, go out and build a race car. If You know, if you write blogs, you know, you do that. If you, you, you paint or something, you do that. You rap, you do you, what I'm saying, have have a different way to focus. So these are different levels of, of confidence. But, but when you put all of them together, man, you're going to be one bad mother. One bad mother, you know what I'm saying? No and nobody can't do nothing with you, you know? But I, like I say, I'm not going to, even though this is the oddest topic to talk about it, but 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 that's another thing. 1313 actually has confidence. Man, you ain't got to go around here sweating no damn body. Get a damn job. You pay at 1313, you get what you want. Get what you want, then you go on back to the MIT <laughs> and study. You ain't got to get mixed up with no sorry asshole, man. You do what you think, you know? Everything you want. You know? Pass that can and keep it moving. <laughs> I heard him and know. I appreciate that, man. Glad you were able to get on. And Ray, what you got, man? Yeah, it was a great show, a uh, great topic. I like what everybody had to say. I I didn't think nobody had nothing bad to say. I think it was just uh, beautiful comments because everybody spoke from the heart on what they had to say, and all of it made sense. I no think doubt. with confidence, you. You have to uh, you have to believe in yourself first, and then other people will believe in you. That's what confidence is. Confidence is trust and belief. And confidence, I agree with Patrick that you have to get some wins in order to build confidence. Like when Definitely. you're young, you know, you see guys playing ball or whatever, they may be better than you, but you gain confidence. It's like, you know, we're all playing basketball, you win a game or two, then you build confidence. Or same thing with, you know, seeing a girl, whatever you might be. Like, you young, you scared to death to talk to the the, the, the prettiest girl in the school or in the class or whatever the case may be because you may have seen somebody else that was more popular or two or three grades ahead than you used to talk to or whatever the case may be. And you're like, man, you don't know how you're going to do it. It's much harder when you're younger. That's why I had these young guys. If I talk to them, I make them sharp because I had already been through it. Now you can, you know, you get you a couple of wins, 
and you're going to constantly build confidence. You will surprise yourself on the things that you can do by just believing in yourself. But, yep. you know, it's, it's something that's learned. As you get older, you say, hey, all right, you got things working for you. The things that you working, you got working for you, you use to your strength. Because I tell any guy, if you're working, you got your own place, you got your own car, you ain't got to take no shit off no woman. Because they got to come to you. If they go somewhere else, that's fine. They going to find out in the long run that that they lost. That's why you have women out here, they're 30, 40 years old and stuff, they still ain't married. Got a lot of exes, they still ain't married. They good, they good ladies, but they still ain't married. But that's how it goes. Now... Confidence, same thing with uh, working or whatever. You have trouble public speaking, get in the mirror and talk and, you know, get your own style. And you have to learn what your style is. You've got to be comfortable in your own skin. You can't be comfortable in somebody else's. So you have to build confidence based upon understand how you lost, and then figure out how you're going to win. If you can do that, your confidence is going to go up. And as your confidence goes up, everything goes up. Because confidence is everything. You know, you can't be stupid. Oh, you know, I beat Mike Tyson. You know, that ain't no confidence. That's just being stupid. <laughs> but it, it's right. confidence. Yeah, so when you, you get confidence based upon you making sense, based upon you believing in what you're actually saying, and you can convince others to believe in what you're saying. So if you can do that, your confidence will go up, and everybody take losses. See, I'm a guy I tell people, these fucking young kids, hey, man, you know, you had this girl, and she this and that, and you try to take, you took a loss. And ain't no harm in taking a loss. Ain't, ain't no guy out there that has not taken a loss. And if they say they never took a loss, Unless you somebody you were born famous, you know, from the time you was born, you know, you bow wow somebody you may not have took a loss on no girl. But more than likely he took one too. But <laughs> anybody just just growing up, you gonna take a loss. So it's just how you come back from that loss. If you come back with that loss of more confidence and then you don't say or do the same things you did the last time when you went wrong, you you would do just fine. And, you know, that's a part of life. But as far as the movies go, I think that they should leave the movies the way they originally were. It's going to have some bad parts in it, but that's a part of American history, and American history has a bad history. And I think the kids coming up today, they don't know their history, and they need to learn on history. And... I think if you see the old movies, they take time to watch. Like, I had no interest in seeing Gone with the Wind. But I will watch it if my wife or somebody wants to sit down with me and watch it. Because we talk history all the time. And people need to see exactly how things were. That's how you move forward. That's how you get better. You don't forget. You just do better. So good show. Good talking to everybody. Everybody have a good night. Great. Great final thoughts, man. Great. And Amanda, shut it down for me. All right. Um, great show tonight, Q. Always nice to be on with the other show legends and just be able to talk and vent about different topics. So, you know, again, kudos to you for allowing us to have this platform. 
um, regarding confidence, I agree with what Ray said earlier and uh, Crystal as well as Eminem. Just just being yourself is like the best thing for your confidence to me. Um, that way you're not being fake. Just be yourself. Um, it's just best to be the best version of yourself. And you have to believe in yourself, like Ray was saying and like Eminem was saying, as well as Patrick. You have to believe in yourself to, to actually, um, you know, for anybody else to. Um, so I would say believe in yourself and be yourself would be the main things I would say about confidence. Um, regarding the disclaimer, I actually, I think it was, I think it's a good idea and I'll tell you why. I think it's a good idea because there are people who actually, I haven't, mind you, I haven't seen Gone with the Wind in long time, probably mm-hmm. 15, 20 years. Um, but I know for sure and I don't, and so I don't know what the disclaimer was, but based on the way you described it, it's just someone kind of saying as far as um, the way that the, maybe the way the slaves are depicted in the movie. And the reason I would say that that's a good idea, not to change anything that's in a movie, but maybe to put that disclaimer out there because for years there were, the way that things were taught, um, even throughout our, our lifetime coming up through school and before us, was that, you know, a lot of people taught that they treated their black people well. Oh, we did this. Oh, we did that. And, you know, and a lot of it wasn't true. Um, I remember when uh, it was 2019, Ray and I went to Mississippi and we got a chance to see the uh, the two museums, the um, what Civil Rights Museum as well as the Mississippi History Museum. Yeah. And my parents came as well, and my brother. And... Um, my mom, you know, she's friendly. She starts conversations with everybody. But she was talking to one of the um, a Caucasian lady who works there. And her and my mom struck up a conversation because they're around the same age group. And she was saying, she was saying to my mom, she was like, you know, when I was coming up and we were in school, Governor Barnett and Governor Johnson, they made it seem like none of this was true. And we didn't treat our blacks like that and this and that. So I think it's important, like I said, again, agreeing with Eminem and and Ray and what everybody had to say, not to change maybe the depiction of what or or someone's opinion, but to put the truth out there, to put that disclaimer out there of what things really were. You know, I have no problems with slavery movies because I think that it's important for us to know our history. Of course, that's not all that you want to see. But I'll never say, oh, I'm not going to watch this because it's a slavery movie or a movie about that time period. I'm fascinated with it. You know, I love history. But I think it's just really important to put the truth out there. So if something isn't true, if something was depicted um, as a lie or something that's far-fetched, I think it is important that it's at least put out, hey, this isn't how it really was. Um, You know, and so... Uh, I agree with, I think Bobby said, uh, Dr. Willis said something about that as well, as far as art being um, art, being art, but the truth must be taught. Um, you know, just as far as everything that's going on right now with the, the environment and the culture, you know, I think racial issues have divided this country for so long. And the fact that we couldn't get offended, literally could not get offended at the rights we didn't have without possibly being killed. Um, I think, you know, I think it's time for us to be openly offended. Silence is consent. So, you know, I think it's important for us to use this opportunity wisely, not to just talk about petty stuff, but 
we have eyes and ears on us like never before. So let's just use this uh, this platform in a wise manner. All right. Very well stated, ma'am. I appreciate that. And, um, man, I've, I've enjoyed this show. Um, how to build confidence, appear, appearance, body language, positive attitude, awareness, knowledge, and role models. I mean, all of those factor into you being more confident in the workplace and in the dating game, and it can lead to you being more respected in both. You know, failing doesn't hurt your confidence. Being being afraid to fail is where it can hurt you, and it's much worse if you never try because you fear rejection. Just focus on whatever it is you want to get and um, know that what you're trying to obtain is bigger than failure because you deserve to have what you want. And if it takes doing it wrong three times to get it, then it's still worth it in the end if you win. So my thanks to the callers and the show legends who participated on this show. If you have yet to hear the What Men Think series that released on um, June 21st, then please go to TalkToQ.com and do so and sign up for my email newsletter while you're there and subscribe to me on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. You know, those podcast sites only really recognize shows with subscribers. They really don't care how many times people listen to you. They just want to know if you're coming back or not. And if you don't subscribe, then the show won't, you know, rise in the rankings and gain exposure. So if you want to help support a brother, then uh, subscribe, please. And the What Women Think series will drop on Sunday, June 28th a very good three-part podcast series that you'll enjoy. And um, I have a future series coming out soon. Um, For the women, it will be how to keep a woman, give them an opportunity to explain what it takes to keep a woman. And for the men, it will be how to keep a man, give the guys the opportunity to explain that. So stay tuned for that. And in two weeks, we will be back to discuss the generation that doesn't want relationships, you know, I mean, why are we fooling ourselves? A majority of people no longer desire to have a spouse, three kids, a dog, and a white picket fence, you know, because society no longer really cares about being married. I mean, they love weddings, but they don't love marriage. So that's what we'll get into in a couple of weeks on Thursday, July the 9th on the Talk to Q radio show. Everyone take care, and I thank you for listening. Um, Bobby Willis, stop fat shaming people. And everyone have a good night. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Maybe get people to think differently about what they do. And, and maybe change what they do. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. I was told that I was a man either. My name is Quincy. And this is my show. Well, let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. The Talk to Q Radio Show. Follow Q, guys. Thanks. Peace out.